This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> With Andy Hart. No, that's a really interesting point. Andy. This microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> no, I think I said that, Andy. And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal, man. Hannibal, Hannibal, Hannibal. Mr. On All right, we're back. Off Day Podcast, the uh, normal episode for once. Back in our little confines here at Gillette Stadium. I'm still sick. You are. But you're going to power through. Did you know that the lady folk... Uh, refer to us as man babies when we're sick. At least mine does, I realize. No, that happened on the morning show. Danielle asked Tom Brady. Well, my wife referred to me as a man baby on freaking Facebook or something. Oh, you're getting criticism at home. I have to admit, I am kind of a man baby when I get sick. I'd much rather have a major injury like a broken leg or something than... People can see and... Yeah, and I can deal with it. Like, I hate not feeling well. Like, coughing, I'm being tired, not sleeping right. Sucks. I am a man baby. It's catching up to you? I'll admit to it. I am a man baby. Well, I appreciate you coming down here and covering the team today. Always doing, doing radio, my part. Radio tonight. Company man fighting through it. Just yep. like just like the Patriots did last week against the Texans. Uh, hopefully I am better at it than they were because they uh, did not succeed. Do you think the impact of the game, this came up last night with me and Mutt, in the illness affecting the game? No, I do not. I did a little bit on defense. When you look at the linebackers, Jamie Collins and Kyle Noy didn't play close to their normal snaps, and I just thought that, that sort of led into the illness factor. And so maybe Van Noy would have played more snaps so he could give up more touchdowns? Look, That's Houston, called snark right there. Houston did a good job of that. Yeah. But, but I think if... I think you should end with Houston did a good job. Yeah. That's what they did. That's why Billy O'Brien got a game ball, and you know, I heard people talking about he was supposedly like crying in his office, emotional very emotional over yeah. the win. Um. He did a good job. They did a good job. That was a big win for them. That was a big win for him personally. Um, and I thought they, they schemed it well. I thought they did a lot of things you would want to do against the Patriots, right? I mean, we talked about it. We knew teams were going to do some option stuff. You didn't think and, Bill O'Brien would. No, I did because I like Bill O'Brien. I think he's a good coach. He has failed in these big games, but now he has also succeeded. And, and, won. and won. And put his team in position to who knows what moving forward. Um, but no, I... You also have to look at it, you know, offensively at least. Um, they surged late when the Texans. Yeah, I, I really don't put any stock. No, I'm saying the... in terms of the illness. Like oh, it's not okay. like they ran out of gas offensively. Well, no, but the the illness was more centered around the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I guess. But what's his name went out? Cannon. Longest illness ever. I feel like mine's been around a while. He's been around like two weeks. You should ask him for some tips. I bet I have a no. He, he's clearly not capable of giving tips. He's been oh, dealing with it. Uh, and what, you're going to blame him because you talked to him on that Sunday back here at home? 
After is what Cowboys it is. Game. Certainly a possibility. Blaming Marcus Cannon for your illness. Um, but no, I, I don't. I thought everybody downplayed it as they should. You know, who it's not like anybody was on their deathbed. Right. Like McCordy said. McCordy, Belichick, Bill, yeah, Tom. Like, they all. Did you feel great? Maybe not. There were right. probably some Texans that didn't feel great. Right. That's just the reality. I mean, the, you could also make the case the Seahawks had, what, eight guys with illness right. before their game and they went out. But the reality is that in the NFL, whether it's a sprained ankle or you have the Cough. flu, like you're late in the something. year, you're, you're playing at less than 100%. And you figure out a way or you don't and you get beat. Um, speaking of which, I want this just triggered it. I don't know why. Have you noticed that lately both Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady have multiple times used the phrase football is an imperfect game? You're never going to have perfection. Yes, I have. And what do you make of that? I realized that their offense isn't very good. And is that like excuse making, like lowering expectations? Because Brady's also had expectations quotes about unfair expectations yeah, built sort of on the past. Week, yeah. I think that's interesting. You know, we've talked about this for a few weeks now that I yeah. thought, what game was it where I, like, I thought the tone was resignation, like being resigned to the fact that this is what we are. This is who we are. Well, I think back to the, um, it was after the Giants Thursday night game and they played the Jets on Monday night. Brady talked to Jim Gray before the game, basically saying that, like, I think they, that was that was it. We sort of lowered our expectations. Like, he, he seemed like he met with McDaniels or somebody during that extended time and changed his outlook. Like he understood, just come to grips with this offense. Wasn't going to have Antonio Brown. Wasn't going to be the 2007-like team that people thought it was going to be. So I think there was a time this year that he resonated. And felt yeah. Uh, what did you say? I think you mis- mispronounced that word. Resignate. Is that a word? Resigned? Resonate. You resignate, but you resign yourself. Not resignated. Hope they'll get up. I would if I were you. Good thing our typo guy doesn't listen to this. He'd be all over you. Um, but I just think that's interesting in terms of perspective for Brady and sort of mindset. I think and... somebody got to him again. Like, I think that after the Eagles game. Well, he... by the way, I predicted this weeks ago, didn't I? That he is oh, he was gonna blows like, re- with the wind re- read, read and books. depends what he reads yeah. or who he talks to, whether it's Alex or Giselle or Josh, Josh or who, yeah, whoever. And I think he's very malleable. And I think over the years, I've said this, like, because he's told stories about how his sisters used to, like, dress him up and everything. Right. Like, I think in general, it's weird. This is a weird thing to say because he's considered one of the greatest leaders in the history of sports and winners. I think he's a follower in some of those ways. Like, he can be sort of pushed in certain directions. I think, quite frankly, it's why Belichick and Brady have worked so well for 20 years because Bill has sort of pushed Tom in his direction and how he wanted him to fall in line. But is it a good thing? If Tom Brady has resignated himself, as you would say, um, or do you want him striving for perfection and significant improvement and to be much better? I'm bleeding towards the first thing because I don't think this offense, wide receiver in particular, can get any better. So like, he's just going to take his ball and go home? No, I, I think you can. You like, I, I, Shouldn't he, he no, till his he dying work last with, breath? Work with what he has. And you can't expect these what does receivers. He have? Guys that are rookies. Throws one pick to Nikhil Harry, and suddenly Nikhil Harry doesn't get to play anymore. Right. That's. I don't think that should You happen. know targets. He should have, in my opinion, I think that he should have thrown Harry out there in the fourth quarter, kind of build his confidence up. Have him catch a couple balls. Have him. And my other thing is. If he like, catches a couple balls. Well, give him the opportunity to do that. Don't just take him out of the game and phase I him mean, out. Like, what does that do for him? Clearly, Myers is in the mix. He's had plenty of his He's, own issues. He's been thing with Myers, extremely inefficient. Right. It's a matter of consistency. He's proven he can do things properly, well, just not every single play. 
Yeah, he was a little bit of a whipping boy with Dan Orlovsky this week in yeah. a, that well, sort man, everybody, of post-corner or whatever, come back to well, the pylon one, in the end but zone. But then everyone saw it during the game when Brady motioned him to go downfield when he was scrambling and he didn't. Like, everybody took that away. Yeah, but he just didn't. Right. Like, do you think, I mean, Coach Belichick just talked about it today, learning's not the issue for him. Experiences. Every week, every matchup, right. every change, every situation. Like, do you think, I mean, that's backyard football. You have to be a total moron if the quarterback points downfield to not know what he's saying. Right. He didn't do it. It didn't yeah, work. That, that wasn't like a route thing. Maybe where he, he ran didn't the see wrong. it for all we know. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe he is getting some unfair, unfair criticism for not being on the same page. I think it's. I think Myers falls back on Brady's at level three hundred and they right. come in at one hundred. That's that's. that's but but that's my point. Harry, I'm not so sure where Harry is. You think he's is. like at the? the I mean, the one hundred level. He's below the one hundred level. I think. And it makes sense. He missed half the year. I know. And, you know, Josh McDaniels talked about it this week. The two young receivers that their effort is great. He, you know, like right. Attitude, effort, all that. But Brady's time. the same thing on Monday. Right. And Josh emphasized every practice, every one-on-one, to which I told you actually before we started this podcast, triggered in my mind, yeah, so it would have been nice if maybe Brady had taken part in those with these guys in May, in June, in the times when he was. And I know. It's part of the bargain now. If you want Brady as your quarterback, he gets his family time. Mm. He's 42 and all that. But don't tell me it wouldn't have helped. If you're telling me how valuable every single aspect of the development is, and you're Josh McDaniels, this is your unit, you've overseen it forever, then that would have helped. They could have been better had they done that. I'm not saying you're wrong, and I actually agree. No, but you're at this point in the year, you can't change what happened in April. You can't change what happened May and June. So what you have now is Brady's at the 300 level, and these guys are down at the 100 level, why can't you change your offense a little bit to get these guys in sync? Well, because why can't no, you, why no one can't else you is at the 300 down? level. No, no one. Because right. not even so, Edelman because so he's why, hurt. So why can't Brady come down? Why can't Brady and McDaniels come down to them? Why can't you use Nikhil Harry? Maybe he doesn't know the playbook as well as he should. Why can't you call a simple aid route in the red zone to let him use his body? Why can't you do what we saw in the preseason? You don't trust him and you don't think it's the best and blah, blah, blah. Let's continue. But, I like this psychoanalysis but so, but where, of Tom Brady. But where are you going to go with this? Like, where am I going to go with what? No, where is the I team? I think he's sulking. No, where is the team going to go? Like, you know what I think was bad the other night? When well, he didn't throw his helmet. When he gently tossed it to Micah Duravati of the Patriots Public Relations Department. You want him to, like, kill him? Like, throw it hard at him? And I wanted him fingers? to throw the helmet because I am concerned that there's a little bit of, like... Acceptance? Yeah, that's been pushed on him. Like, by people like us, like, you need to relax and you're being too hard. And, like, maybe McDaniels is telling him, and maybe his wife is telling him, maybe Bill. Now he's, like, he wants to be fiery Tom Brady where it's, like, perfection is what we need. But, oh, no, they said it's, it's an imperfect game. I need to be a little more understanding. I think there is so a little bit to So he reared that. back to chuck his helmet, and then he just gently tossed it. And then the well, little kind of like thing that. on the sideline. Right. He didn't yell at anybody. No, he didn't. And it was almost like begging or, or like, right. guys, you got to be quicker. Right. Gotta be faster. I think the real Tom Brady, if it were a different situation, would have exploded. There would have been F bombs and there would have been more anger. Like if he was working with Edelman, Chris Hogan, yes. uh, Amendola. Amendola. Edelman, and oh, I think they would have gotten F bombs and we got to do this. There's no ex- Like this was more like begging it, wishing but, it to fruition. But you can't, ex- but he said it too. You can't expect. He's got Nikhil Harry. He's only played three NFL games. You can't expect perfection. No, he's, he's right with that. An imperfect game. He's right with that. So, I just think. So, that, what's it all come to? I think they need to. Well, my, my thing is. They're I, not good enough. 
offensively, they have a lot of questions. It's very, very hard for them to be good enough. What I would Unless do. Unless they run the ball. That's my thing. Which is what they're going to do against sneak, the Chiefs. Sneak preview coming to the website tomorrow morning. Ooh. Patriots should run the ball. They should take a page out of the 2018 Patriots playbook. Can they? Who's their center? I have James Ferrier. Feel good about that? No, I don't. But. And Which it, offensive lineman is playing as well or better than a year ago? Joe Tooney. That's, that's the answer. That's it. So 20% of a five-man unit? Yeah. Okay. But Does that seem like it's a great plan then? As I'm going to feature in the piece. Do you have and more, I will read it, and you, I will enjoy it. Do you have more confidence in the running game figuring it out, or Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry suddenly overnight connecting with Tom Brady? Okay, Phil Dorsett, Muhammad Sanu. I'm, I'm I mean, in too. You got Muhammad Sanu um, as the next. I'm down on him too. Welcome to my segment. Didn't take long. You should have learned. I'm always right. Not always. Didn't take long. I'm I'm down on Sanu. You should be. more should be. Right. You should get more out of him when you give him a second round. They got Sanukered with the Sanu trade. Yep. If they thought he was going to be more than another option, a kind like, of complimentary. I, to be fair, like he probably wasn't 100 against uh, Houston, but. Who is? I know, and also it wasn't like he was. He, he dropped the pass and it was his hands. His hand right. is, isn't isn't hurt. And I don't want to hear about that. It should have been pass interference or anything. When the ball hits you in the hands, catch it. Like yep, that's what the great ones say, right? All the all the receivers, all the even defensive backs. If the ball hits me in the my hands, I should catch it. And regardless of everything else, catch I, the ball. When you look at the numbers, I also don't let him off the hook for the third and four getting three yards. Yep, yep. that's not okay either. Correct. That's a two-play series um, of wh- Why is Tom Brady leading the league in pass attempts when he has the 29th best completion percentage? Because his run defense stinks, too, and so his that's, offensive that's, line that's what too. it is, though? Yeah. I mean, to me, that's I, the problem. And we've said it for how many weeks? I know, but— What does this team do well? What could they do well? What should they do well? It's been short passes, and even that hasn't been great. Well, you know why? We talked about it the other night. You have no other weapons, so, oh, yeah, I'm putting a corner on James White, and I'm putting two defensive why can't, backs why on Edelman. Why can't they do what they did in the first drive consistently? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, we'll see. I mean, that's a – that the other a, thing here is that's a bad defense you played. I know. And you didn't take advantage of it until they packed it in and took their ball and went home well, and then realized, the whoa, some, game not some, over yet. Some people are taking that second fourth quarter. And like, who? No, not, not – Give me names. No, no, not, not people here. More the Twitter person. You, you sh- Do we need a little lesson about don't listen to Twitter? But when they're I, being mean to you and making the, fun of you, no, don't they're, listen. They're the voice of the fans. So this is they're the vocal minority and genuinely trended towards the douchebaggery voice of the fans. Okay. Okay? So I don't, so, I don't, no, ign- enjoy it, acknowledge it, but don't necessarily put too much stock in it. Okay? Okay, where are we going? Just the fact that they just because they had the most yards in the game yeah, that I they mean, have since whatever week. One or two. I don't put any stock in that. Russian and you should have. Season. We all went in saying this was going to feel be a feel-good game, right? right? And it was It's a bad defense. You should be able to um, make some hay and sort of do some different. They didn't. They did not do anything. Even their guys, White and Edelman, a lot of the production was late. Now, they stepped totally. up. They had big, big uh, production. But the best part of that game to me was the first drive. Yes. And I, I don't really understand why they got away from it. That's my criticism with McDaniels. And, and you go, will. And going back to the... Just the notion that they should run the ball more. Brady's leading the league in pass attempts when he's like the third worst quarterback in terms of completing them. That just doesn't add up. No, your running game's not great, but it shouldn't. You shouldn't be relying so well, your much. Your running on... game has been ineffective most of the year. No now, question. That drive, it was 
pretty good, I thought. But I thought that that was trying to establish them moving forward as a team like last year, that we're going to be physical and we're going to run the ball down your And throats. I don't know why they didn't. Right. They, it wasn't like they were getting blown out and, and also, turned away. Uh, do you think James White should have more of that role where he's running the ball, not just a pass no. catcher? But I think that right now... What's he going to make the year 17 jump as a runner, like suddenly be a workhorse running You didn't back? think he was effective running the ball? He was okay. Right. Is he better, talk, was he better than Tony so Michelle? So that overshadows the last five years. Because he can't run in the National Football League. That's been proven over a long period of time. I would sort of disagree He goes with that. down when any arm touches him. He had... Then you haven't watched his career. No. Last, have, last year, he's, he's had last year individual he plays. No. Yes. No. So you, it's been proven over the long term of his career that he is not a ball carrier. Look, I'm not asking him to carry the ball 25 times. I'm not asking for that. If you're asking him to carry it more than eight, it's too many. What he is is a true passing back. And those guys, occasionally, you give him an okay. outside handoff, a draw, break. whatever. All right. But he is not going to be My a other guy, running back. Brandon Bolden. I have no interest in him either. Who's the guy? We're circling around a name Sony here. Sony Michelle. Nope, there's another one. Rex Burkhead. I don't nope, know. Nope, there's another one. Who are we talking about here? Who, I don't know, maybe was drafted in the third round. Damon Harris is not part of this equation. Why? If, if he hasn't seen the field yet, why are you going to throw it here now? Why not? Because you've already, then why haven't you tried it yet? Like if you then really, why is he here? Because you draft him in the third round. So put him on IR. What if, what if, Do whatever you what want. What if Sony Michelle gets hurt next week? What if Rex Burkhead gets hurt next week? Then Cold, you're going to make this guy your lead back. You want to make this team a run-first team, yep. which I don't think is a terrible idea because pass-first doesn't really work. And you're uncomfortable putting Damian Harris on the field, but then if Sony Michelle gets hurt, you're just going to be a run-first team with Damian Harris, who you've never whoa, seen play. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I never said if Sony Michelle got I'm hurt. I'm extrapolating. Right. Why not Damian Harris? Why not? I'm with you, but if you're in Bill Belichick's head and he hasn't done it yet, he's not going to do it in week whatever this is, 14 against the Kansas City What Chiefs. if I can convince him it's in the best, best interest, interest of the, of the football team? Then why hasn't it been Couldn't the an argument be made? Weeks? Yeah. It could what does be. Brandon Bolden do? Runs hard. He runs hardest of any of the backs. Does Damian Harris run hard? I don't know. Thank you. But no further questions, we've, Your Honor. Strike it from the record! We've said this for weeks. I know, and I'm going to keep saying it until I either see him fail or at least get a chance. So they must know something that we don't know. Do they? They I don't, don't know, always. Because every other co- every coach and player you talk about, Damian Harris, they all have good things to say. Exactly. Give him a chance this Christmas season. It's not going to be this week against the Chiefs, I can tell you that. Why not? Like, do you want the ball This in, is a running week. Do you want the ball Sonny in... Michelle had 200-plus yard games last year. Do you want year. the ball in Damian Harris's hands against the Kansas City Chiefs? Why not? Hands? Why not? What if he fumbles? What if he breaks off a big run? <laughs> okay, that'd be great for them. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, let's get into this game. Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. Not exactly the matchup we anticipated going into the season. We thought this was going to no. be the... I'm sad about it, too. Well, this should have been like a really marquee game. and It is. It's still marquee. It's lost a lot of luster. Well, the, now Both it, teams are underachieving. Yes, but Kansas City's to other factors, I would say. Can you say you're the rapper of Leafs in the golf shopping? <laughs> this is one of those, what do they call them? SMRS videos? Something like that. ARMR? Yeah. Glad you got that out of the way. Um, this game, yeah, it lacks, lacks its luster, but it's still between three, it's before two of the best four teams in the AFC. Maybe even two three. Two of the best. Yeah, sure. Maybe even three. Yeah. So it's still a, a very good game. <laughs> yes. It's just not a matter of whoever wins this game is going to have home field in the AFC title game, which a lot of people thought was going to be the case. Well, the Patriots do if they win. They could. Chiefs, not, not a great chance, and I'm not sure they want to be at home. They lose at home. 
three losses. But this seems this, this seems a lot better than it was, say, three weeks ago. Yes, and I think if you're a Chiefs fan, coach, player, whatever, that's what you're talking. You're getting healthy and heading in the right direction at the right time of year. See, it's much easier to convince yourself the Chiefs are going to flick their December no switch question. than the Patriots. Because they've even started to. And they had a lot of reasons that have sort of changed along the way. Right. Tyreek Hill hurt, Patrick Mahomes hurt, various things. The Patriots, they don't have that excuse. I mean, I, I really don't have any answer. Everybody put the stock in Nikhil Harry and Isaiah Wynn. Yep. Harry comes off IR. He's your first-round big outside receiver. And then Isaiah wins your left tackle. Okay. Wynn's been okay. Okay enough to lose. Get your ass whooped. Right. And make no mistake. I believe you got your ass whooped. 28 to 22. No, I It's I a one-score game that was not really a one-score game. Like, I was right. Despite the I fact that ch- if Brandon Bolden had caught the onside kick, maybe they would have won. That was a bizarre play. Because if Just so you know, if the Patriots had won, you were writing the postgame column. You know why? Why? Why do you think? Because you need to go to bed? No, because even though they deserve to lose, oh, the I Patriots, said that. And it actually would have been the right column in this game. They literally would have deserved to lose this game and somehow could have pulled the rabbit well, out of Well, you know that. how this thing works. Like, you're writing as the game is going, right. and, and the headline to the story was, like, Patriots get blown out on Sunday Night Football. Back, 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 lose. Back, 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 back hard fought. Come right. back, comes up short. Well, it was kind of like you, you had to give them credit for the comeback, even though you, you, don't. you didn't want to. You don't. You don't really have to. I mean, you, but you I could, guess you, they but executed. You couldn't, you couldn't have not have had the headline, 10 quick thoughts from ugly win when they lose 28-22. No. Well, you could have, and then you could have gotten in closer with your Twitter friends. But this was that classic example of, like, you know when Bill always gets pissy and, like, you know, how many, how many possessions there are and how much time there is, and we kind of mock him? This was one of those where – I think the Texans very much let their foot off the gas sure, when they sure did. prevent defense, zone defense, and it almost bit them in the ass. It could have. Well, been and it also was the Patriots weren't exactly like perfect. Going, going no, going up tempo, no, fast, fast, not at all. Like, even the Collinsworth and Michaels are saying they're going really slow right. for a team that's down. And then all of a sudden, you were a bounce, and literally, I'm walk, watching it, and it's bounce, bounce. Oh, they got the bounce! It was almost it's in like, the air when I when I rewatched. It almost looked like Bolden was trying to bat it. Hit, you know what I'm saying? Like he hit it. Know. He hit it with one hand. Yeah. Went it with one hand. It was like he was trying to hit it. But I over think the he defenders. was trying to corral it in. I would hope that he was trying. But they to had do a that. chance. That's the biggest issue. Beyond that, the Chiefs are the team that, to me, has the best chance to turn it on. Because yes. Patrick Mahomes, you see that run last week when he ran around left end yep. for 15 yards. That was the healthy. Patrick Starting Mahomes. to feel it now. I will say, they are experiencing and have experienced from the games I've watched. That classic fallback year from the guy who threw 50 touchdowns and the offense was, like, perfect. Right. You have these plays where he's just, like, mm, like fist pump, just missed a receiver. Right. It seems to be him and Kelsey. Every time I watch Kelsey, he sucks. He's mm. always – not sucks. I, I, let me take that out. Oh. He drops Headline. a lot of passes. Andy Hart, Travis Kelsey sucks. He drops a lot of passes. Or you could say just, the same thing about Julian Edelman. That's probably true. And I do say that, actually, about Julian Edelman. Um, because Bill went all in yeah, he's today. Not, he's a don't call him a receiver. Don't well, call him a tight end. Right. There's always three receivers on the field. There's always four receivers on the field. Well, whatever, whatever you call Kelsey. You call him whatever you want. He runs more pass routes than anybody in the NFL. Runs the tight end route three, runs wide receiver route three, and drops a lot of passes. But his production is very good. He's a very good player. And combination, and I, they know this because they played him twice last year. Right. Various points, they played them well defensively and then not so well How do you think they play them this week? 
uh, I would. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, where where is Stefan Gilmore? I mean, that's where you start. That's the Patriots defense where you start. Um, my guess so, is Kelsey. That's what happened at the end <laughs> and of the AFC Jones and McCourty, McCourty on Tyreek Hill. Hill. But, and then you put J.C. Jackson on Watkins. Watkins, Hardman, right. kind of fill it in through there. That's how I would probably go about it. Do you, you're putting Gilmore on Kelsey? I think I would. Hill and or Hill yet John Jones and um, McCourty. McCourty, Devin. Yeah, double. I would do that. Because Bill emphasized that indeed he is the fastest player in the NFL. He's in no. Does anybody not think he's the fastest player in the NFL? Uh, guy who had a sneaky bad game against the Texans, Jonathan Jones. Was it sneaky or just bad? Just bad. Yeah. But that's not unlike. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's gotten a little overrated in these parts, along with the defense and kind of his role. I think he's a good player, yeah. but is he any better than, I mean, Coleman was in that role for a while. He went on yeah. to Justin Coleman. Seattle, like, yeah. I mean, there's been guys that have been sort of that second-tier slot corner that do the job, and I think we sometimes overrate them a little. Um, He made a nice play after basically giving up a touchdown where he pulled right. a Malcolm Butler and right. fought to the ground right. and but punched went, it out. And then right back to him the very next play. And then did you see the, speaking of sideline clips, with Watson talking about he was going to do it right. to, to Jonathan Jones? They right. knew they were going to do it. Right. Um, then he had a penalty later. Yep. Yeah, he didn't have a great game, but, but I, none I of them think, did. But I think he's the best matchup for, for Hill. He's the guy that <laughs> can keep up with his speed the most in the Patriots secondary, so that's why I think you do that. And we start to succeed pretty, pretty it, it did pretty well in the AFC Telegram. Yes. Now, I'm interested, because we talk about it, teams have schemed the Patriots well. Whether it's Baltimore, I thought Houston did it. Yep. I thought Houston did a nice job on that. Andy, this is what Andy Reid's known to do. Exactly, and he has elite. He has the best weapons of any of those teams. The combination of Mahomes, Kelsey, Hill is, to me, the best of any three. Yep. I think that's better than Hopkins, Watson, Fuller, or whoever, you, whatever. Right. It's the best pure trio of weapons. Um, I'll be interested to see what he comes up with because the linebackers, the way they've played, I think it, it's going to be interesting to see what they try to do. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if the team is over all its illnesses or if it Seems continues. Seems like they are. They're all in the practice field today. I would hope so, but you never know. I thought Marcus Cannon would be over it faster. I thought I would be over it faster. So these things can linger. Um, Other side of the ball. Patriots offense. You think this is a big run game? Based on last year, last week, and as our midday show likes to say, what else you got? I, I think it's time. Um, Michelle, as I said, I looked, you know, he had a couple hundred yard games against them last year. He had a nice, what was it, 36 yard start last week on the yeah, first drive? Yards, I, I thought he ran pretty well. Yeah, he had a 17 that yard 17 run. 17 yard run, I thought, was his best of the season because he actually um, made a guy miss. Did you watch that too? The um, funny uh, Ted Karras in there? Go no. back and watch it. Watch Ted Karras. Ted Karras, I don't know if he misses his block or falls down on his block, and he's on his hands and knees and really doesn't know what's going on. And looks up, and Sony Michelle's running right for him, so he ducks his head back down. Very funny. Laugh out loudable. Check that out. I will. I noticed it a little bit. You do. You do. Yeah. Um, but um, running the game. Run, short the passing ball. game, running. I, yeah, but like, the short passes didn't really work against Houston. No, they didn't. It's also about Houston. Um, Honey Badger scares yep. me. Every time I watch a game this year with him, sort of the opposite of Kelsey. Kelsey's dropping balls, and he's a good player. Honey Badger, I don't think, is seen as quite the player he once was. He's always yeah, in the he's way the violently throwing people down. He's played the Patriots a lot, though. He hasn't really seemed to come up much against them. I know. 
I bet you, come Sunday night when we're doing another podcast, Honey Badger has made a play. You want to bet? I wouldn't be shocked. I think he makes a play. Okay. Be interested to see if he's around James White, if he like how they use him, but I think he makes a play. He's he's a good player, and I think he's feeling comfortable in that scheme. And Andy Reid thinks they're better. Talking, hearing him today, he feels like they've gotten better defensively. Now he said we've got a long ways to go. I mean, they have more though, like they changed their scheme. They got a new defensive coordinator. Right. But they were bad early in the year. They're a little bit better now. I think Clark, Frank Clark, is getting a little more comfortable there. Yep. Um, watching him a little bit of late, it seems like he's being a little bit more impactful. But they're not good on defense, just like the Patriots aren't good on offense. Which sort of leads me to my next point. I like how we've we've really fallen into this trend of games where it's about like the high end matchup is the Patriots defense versus the other team's offense. Yep. And then the low end matchup is the other team's defense and the Patriots offense. What a world we live in. Can the Patriots Cats win? Cats are sleeping with dogs. Can the Patriots win? Can they put up more than twenty four points? Can they? Yes. Offensively? Yes. I play Oracle. Just keep asking questions. Um, yeah. Against this team? Yes. They can. I don't think this defense is good. What happened against Houston? They sucked. It's a different game. I don't know if you've ever been told what happened last week doesn't matter. It's about this week. Matchups. It's really a game about matchups. Football. But that could change. Let's just say, as we talked about in previous podcasts, the Patriots should go on to win six straight games, and Bill could point to the second half against Houston when they didn't give up. Right. And I'll say, bullshit. Bullshit. So you think that they can score 27, 30 points this week? Can. You want to ask another question? Will they? I don't think so. So if they're going to win this game, it's going to have to be like 21 to 17 is what you're saying? We're now 13 weeks into the season. Can you actually limit the Chiefs' offense to 17 points? Well, I have more faith that they can limit the Chiefs' offense than I have faith that they can. No question win a shootout. If this game is anything like last year's games, they, no they lose. They no need shot. to make, play it in the 20s. Anything beyond the 20s, can you can can, can I see 27-24? Yeah. I don't love it. The percentages are low, but I can see that. But anything beyond that, do I see 35-34? I do not. Nope. 38-35? I do not. No chance. They don't even have a kicker, so anything that involves a field goal. Yeah, speaking of that. Uh, what? What's your thought on the kicking situation? Are they going to go into this game and just uh, go for everything? And, I'm and assuming go they're going to bring Folk back. Yeah, that's my thought. Is that a bold assumption of mine? I, I feel like before this is even posted, he might be back. And I don't think it's... So either pretend he's back or have this good conversation. It just, kicking is not like any other position. It's not like he needs to know anything. They could sign a guy on Saturday and it'd be the same thing. Right. As long as him and Cardona and Bailey are on the same page. Which they, they are. They've already worked together. So, yeah, I, I mean, there was the little discussion, like, did they ever talk about Jake Bailey? Bailey. But then you had a holder. That, yeah. They need Stidham to hold, I would assume, or Cody yes. Kessler. Not active though. Although I guess if you didn't have a kicker, maybe he'd get. Yeah. Yep. But, but now I haven't gained anything. No. Right. No. I'd like to at least gain something. If I don't have a kicker. Hell, maybe Damian Harris can be active maybe. and actually run the football. So your your what's your gut on on this game? What are we going to be talking about on the post game podcast? My gut is that we will still be talking about struggles. I, I don't. So if they lose this game, it's losable. There's a lot of doubts moving forward. Not even getting to the Super Bowl, winning a playoff. Because this is who you're potentially going to play. The uh, Texans. Or I the already Chiefs. have those doubts. Okay. Yeah. Because of that. Now, you keep losing, and you might that could really alter things as well. Oh, like, like the division could still be up in the air? Could be. Buffalo there could, could be a Buffalo Bills game on pre-Christmas weekend that is meaningful. It's already going to be meaningful. They're going to have thunk. It's going to be decide the AFC East whether the Bills lose this week to the Ravens or not. It's not what you thought going into the year. No, but they're also 10-2. and 
I get caught up in the extremes in either directions. Like the 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 facts are, they're ten and two, right? They're the number two seed. Yep. There's a lot ahead of them, as Brady would say. Like they're based on how things go, they have a very hard chance of not being the number one or number two seed. But then I watch them play, and the frustrations and the reactionary over analysis I mean, of also, the most recent. Let's face it, their schedule has been very soft. Oh yeah, we yeah. talked about it. I'm telling it, it, their best one of the year came in week four against the Bills. But even beyond that, I feel like right now, if there was a um, skeleton, seven-on-seven seven skeleton competition versus air, like something, yep. like it was synchronized swimming and it was based on beauty, and you put Brady out there with Sanu, Edelman, um, Harry, and Myers or Michelle, they'd lose. Like, they'd lose versus air. Like, it wouldn't look good. You know how they, everybody used to blow Peyton Manning yeah. and, like, Reggie Wayne, the way they would warm up and, and like, right. just head nods and every route, and it was, like, precision. They could do it blindfolded. I don't think they could do anything like that right now. They're just not there. They're just not at that point in the evolution of the process. And that, to me, in my head and, like, the way I feel outweighs the, well, they're 10-2. and two. Yeah, they're 10-2. and two. And if they play Luke Falk in the playoffs, they'll beat Luke Falk in the playoffs. If they play... Baker Mayfield, and he freaks out in the playoffs. If they play Sam Darnold, they'll be fine. But if they play a team with a pulse, they play a team that doesn't turn on the, the road, over. they play a team that doesn't turn the ball over, which, by the way, the Chiefs are a plus turnover team. They're not a minus turnover team. They're only a few. I mean, they're 10 behind you in terms of turnovers, but right. I think they're like sixth in the league in turnover differential. Right. Like, they're a better play, turnover team. Like, it's hard to just say how they're going to win. Last question before we get to our questions. Oh, last question. Are you uh, are you concerned about the defense at all after Sunday's performance? Like, did no. you lose confidence? No. Okay. I, I feel about them the way I felt all year. Thank you. They're good. They're talented, and they are beatable. They like they're not perfect. They're not dominant. They're not historic. We talked about that all along. But I you're not worried about them. No. Like, could they give up a drive to lose? Yes. Right. But if you say, who do I have just more confidence in them? Like carrying their weight or doing their like, fair share, yes, I have confidence in them. Here's what I said. To, but can they carry you to victory? No. Here's what I said last night. If the Patriots were to lose in the divisional round, would it be more because of the offense or because of the defense? The offense. Correct. Like, I, I feel good about the defense. Right. Now, maybe that'll change. Like, they haven't played well at times. They've struggled at times. But to me, that's just a modern NFL. It's, it's hard. There's a lot of good athletes. There's a lot of good schemes. Now, do I worry a little bit about their speed at linebacker? It's funny because the boogeymen have gone from, like, the next great thing to I see people sort of scheming up to take advantage of them a little bit. And I think teams will continue to do that. I think Kyle Vanoy, Dante Hightower, you get them in coverage. Bad news. You, well, good for you, bad for them. Um, so we'll see. No, I, I still feel the same as I have all along about the defense. Good. Stephon Gilmore, very good. Uh, we should talk about him going back and forth a little bit with uh, Hopkins. Hopkins this week. He wasn't wrong. About Gilmore wasn't double wrong. and not double and all that. Gilmore wasn't wrong. Go back and watch the tape. They only doubled him one play, two plays. And I, it's so typical of him. Like, he just, it's like one little thing. I forgot the exact, you know, two plays, double, yeah. now wants talk. Like, right. Like it's, it's, I like he it, keeps though. it simple. I like, I like it. it, too. I've He has grown to become, One of your favorite players. like, but not just player, like personality of the team. Like so, it, maybe in the Gronk, maybe maybe the Gronk void, it's totally different because Gronk is so over the top. Like 
bombastic and like visual, but personality-wise, I've really grown to truly enjoy Stefan Gilmore. It's in very subtle ways, but Love it's it. great. Lo- and I think it fits in a little bit with Bill. I think Bill kind of likes it. I do too, because it's it's after the game, it's after you've done the job, and it's usually yeah, it's, it's never during the week. Nope. It can, it's, it's sometimes right after the game, but right it after, already happened. But that's, that's when fine. Bill does it. That's fine. Looks like our defense was having fun out there. Like right. it, There's a little Bill Gilmore similar styles. Now, Gilmore does it talking quietly with a smile most of the time. Yeah. Bill does it talking quietly with a scowl. But I think there's a kindred spirit there. Too. All right. Um, not too many questions this week. Wait, I had some. Oh, you did? From a Shino... Bizos seven one six with last week oh, su- supposing to be the Her. week we get back on track offensively. What do you think our mindset is going into this game? Also, with our defensive issues last week, but Mahomes being down in play due to not being one hundred percent. How do you think we keep him from big plays developing? Uh, I don't. Yeah, big plays year and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just the reality. You're going to give up. They did last year when they won. Like well, Hill, and- Hill had that long touchdown in the fourth quarter. But you also. Part of the issue with them is they can do the big plays either way. They can get behind you for a traditional deep play. Right. Or it can be a catch and run, a scheme, a, Which a hill last across. Year too, yeah. Right. So I think the reality is you don't, I mean, you, not like you go in saying, yeah, we're going to give up five big plays. You're going to give up some big plays. You can't now chase him down, McCourty, make the play, take a field goal. That's what I was going to say. This is a game where it could be one in the red zone. If you get a couple red zone <laughs> stops and turn them into field goals instead of touchdowns, maybe, maybe you got an a offense, shot. I don't know, score. Don't just kick field what goals. What do you got? Um, well, I had one I wanted to um, – I, so I wrote a column today about Josh McDaniels yep. and Tom Brady that I think they both deserve the same benefit of the doubt. There are two peas in a pod. So however you feel kind of about one, you have to feel if you other. feel like it's partially it's Brady's valid. fault, okay, then, then I think it's you, partially McDaniels. But well. if you just think it's not Brady's fault because it's the weapons, it's the this, it's the that, then the same is true for Josh McDaniels. They've basically been together for 20 years. They've been good in various ways for 20 years. I think they just kind of have to be held to the same standard. Either you give them credit for history, benefit of the doubt, or you don't. Um, one guy, Podrak. Oh, excuse me, Pokrak. Okay. That was dirty. That was like third dictionary there. Pokrak. Um, don't understand why McDaniels gets a pass. His play calling is so predictable and so vanilla. What do you think of that? I'm not. I don't think the larger point is right. I don't think it's been vanilla. He's done a couple things to scheme up some some things. I think half the time when they've had either big plays or scores or Josh, he's found a way. But I think you can criticize him for some of the plays he's called. Well, like, obviously. But like the, the thing we talked about earlier, he didn't stick to the run enough last week. I thought. Why do you go away from that? I think that's an interesting question. I do think that's an interesting one. I'd also like to know because sometimes that's Bill and Bill sort of sets the overall tone of what they're going to do offensively, and right. then Josh fills in the Well, details. and Josh even talked about this week, too. Like, you run some plays early in the game that set things set up other later, stuff up. which right. is all part of it. But, but I, I just thought you had – that was a, one of your better drives in the last several weeks, and that's why didn't you, why'd you go away from it? I guess my point would be I would have him way down the list. I don't think he suddenly no, has I, um, I agree. lost the ability to but, put together a game plan or a scheme. But he shouldn't be – uh, given a free pass. No, but nobody's given a free pass. Eh, some people think Tom Brady should. Did you know? Well, that's just stupid. You know what he's done from this franchise? That's just. Stu- I don't give a rat's ass. I know. Jerry Rice was great once too. I like know. I, I, I don't. I've never understood that mentality. I'm with. Like I always go back to the the comparison to a kid. Just because a kid gets straight A's every semester, if they come home and get like three C's, you don't immediately go. Well, those teachers, F. What, what are these teachers doing? How about we ask? 
what are you doing? Have you gotten complacent? Are you no longer right. studying? You, whatever. Like, he doesn't get a free pass. But I would also put Brady and, and – I, I would put more on Brady than McDaniels, but yep. I would put McDaniels way down the list because I actually think more consistently than not, he's been a positive for your offense. Like, when he's used tempo to try to jumpstart something and get – I would agree with at that. At times, the only drive they get – I guess game. maybe I'm looking too much into the Texans. Well, yeah, it's a long season. Overall, Josh, games. he's been fine. Josh has been fine. 12 games at probably averaging 60 play calls a game. So what's that? 600, 720 plays, and you nitpicking three or four? Sounds like he's got a pretty high percentage of positive work. Yes, and a few play calls here and there in every game that you can yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you make a list of Reddit columns? <laughs> um, did you read the BOH East? No. Nope. Last week, supposing to be the week, and they get back on track offensively. What do you think our mindset going into the game? I thought you read this already. I did. Also, with our defense issues last night. Yeah, yeah, you that. read this numb nut. Um, got another guy that says Patriots get blown out this week. Agree? Question mark. <laughs> no. Hi, right. that was uh, Danny Fortier, and uh, he's at forty E R R. They're not getting blown out. Did I see them losing? Yes, but I can't see them getting blown out at home. I just if, if that happens, then then the AFC East is in question because you'd have trouble with the Bills in two weeks. So no, I do not see them getting blown out. If they lose, yes. could they get blown out? No. 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 You're out of your mind. Of course they could. No. Now they haven't lost in Gillette Stadium in forever. Like 17, 18 games. Plus the stupid Brady Edelman streak is like 70 games, isn't Against it? Against AFC opponents, something some, like that? Something stupid. AFC yeah. opponents and blah, blah, blah. When right. they're in the lineup, they don't lose. Right. So streaks, that's what I said last week. History is the greatest strength of the New England Patriots. Right? It really is. Oh, I know. Whether it's past history in terms of they always find a way, they're good, blah, 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 what they've done, give them credit, Belichick Brady, yep. or even last year. Everybody just assumed. You know they were nine and five last year. Did I you know that? that? They were nine and five, and then they won the Super Bowl. I heard that. And they they didn't run the ball a lot. Then they ran the ball a lot. That's, you hear that? That's all you have right now. That's all you have to hang your head on. Because if that didn't happen last year, I I bet the majority of these fans say we're toast. We're done. Exactly. Over. And there's already some that are doing. That. Yes. Do you? How much confidence do you have? This just sort of came to me. Like we nitpick and we like minute every little last morsel of sand in the Patriot world. How much confidence do you have in all the other teams? Not much. And that's a, that's a factor in the Patriots' favor. That's what I mean. See, that's a more, to me, more tangible, not just you, like, you were great, but Belichick and Brady aren't going to fall on their face in the postseason. Like if the Patriots played the Texans again in the playoffs, I would pick the Patriots 8 out of 10 times. Even though it falls in, flies in the face of the recent teams that beat the Patriots in yes. the regular season and then played them again in the postseason. Yes. Also beat them again in the postseason. Depending on what happens Sunday, I could pick the Patriots against the Chiefs in the playoffs as well. If they're, but if they're playing the Ravens, I'm still picking the Ravens nine times out of ten. Maybe. You're not? You're lower than The that? only thing I would say is there's four games to go. Right. Something's going to change. What if they go fall on their face in Buffalo? I just want to look much into it. That's one game. Okay, what if they lose another game? Then, You'll start to question. Yeah. And that's my point. Like, they're still relatively young. All of them are. Right. Whether it's the Chiefs, the Texans, or the Ravens. Because that's, are we saying that's all that's legitimate? Yeah, I would I mean, agree. Anybody buying into the Steelers, the Colts, and the Titans? Nope. Raiders, Bills. No. Yeah, no. Bills may be the closest. Maybe the closest, but, but the, it's Josh but it's Allen. Just, it's Josh Allen, it's Sean McDermott. What, yeah. What do they got? I will never pick them. In fact, I already bet against them in the postseason. I, I made a bet for a lunch. I heard. Um, so that's the one thing I think we get a little too caught up in is like the minutiae, the details of the Patriots. 
then we gloss over and say everything's great in Houston or everything's great. Kansas City, oh, they've turned it around, so they're going to be rolling now where that may or may not be true. What's your gut? Patriots make it to the Super Bowl or not? No. Me think. Do I see it happening? Yes. What's your percentage there? That they make it to the Super Bowl? Yes. Um, 30%? Somewhere around that? It's higher than mine. Oh, really? I was in like the 20 to 25%. That means there's a 70% chance they don't. Yeah. A 30% chance to go to it. Like, if I said you have a 30% chance to win a million dollars tonight, wouldn't you feel pretty good? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. But, That's a good size chance. Yeah, but like in past years, it's been like closer to the other side, 70 to 80%. Right. Would be. Right, but conditions on the ground have changed, as my former boss used to say. Yes. It is what it is. Yeah. The offense. You look at Brady. I'm going to do an exercise, by the way. You want to you play a little exercise right now? Do we have time for that? Okay, no. No. Okay. So listen to the Mud at Night show. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you after the game on Sunday. Could be, a, could be a telling game. And we will also, at some point, be talking probably about uh, a couple video presentations. One, the HBO Bill Belichick Nick Saban documentary oh, yes, yes. that you will be attending a screening yes. of here at Gillette Stadium yes. tonight. Yes, looking forward um, to it. 75-minute show. You're going to have some drinks get a little poop faced afterwards but uh so you'll report back maybe a little update on that how that goes i don't know if i'll ever actually see it i don't think i have hbo and the other one is e has a very interesting yeah eight o'clock in the house yeah in the house with brady some sitting down with some e news guy some guy a lot of tv12 a lot of plot product placement a lot of info i don't think it's a coincidence that this is a couple weeks before the holidays no i guess is it's Borderline a QVC special and, you know, three easy payments of thirty three ninety nine to get some roller or something. But uh, So we'll be talking about those. Though I'm sure there'll be blogs and plenty of transcriptions so I can catch up on anything I don't actually watch. Yes. All right. Uh, enjoy your uh, week, and we'll talk to you Sunday night. Peace out.